Hello, and welcome to this Farport story. Thank you so much to all of our patrons, and also thank you to everybody in our Discord constantly playing games with us. I really appreciate you guys coming around. It's just amazing what we what kind of a community has been put together here. I want to encourage everybody to go and check out the episode that we did of So Chatty with Maddie. Um, it was really a lot of fun. Some insights kind of to the show happened on there. So I implore you guys to go and check that out. Um, I also would implore you guys to just go and, and give give this show a review if you haven't yet. I, I know that it's kind of a pain in everybody's butts. I get it. I'm not trying to ask you guys to go out and do awful, awful things for no reason. These things really, really, really help us. And I think we have a really great show here that I would like to share with a lot of people. And now that things are starting to kind of come together, and now that you guys are going to really know what's going on in Fillmore's Crossing, I it, it, it's just... it. It would mean a lot to me if we could just share this with more people. And also on top of that, if we can make more friends, get more people into the Discord playing games, more people running games on top of that. Because it would be great to have a game every single night that people could come and, you know, if they don't have a situation in their city where they can do that, you know, I, I, I want us to be able to help people to, to game more often. So without further ado, this Farport story. The hot, metallic black coin rested in Buford Nettle's large and sweaty palm. He ran his thumb and forefinger over it, feeling the ridges, feeling the embossment of the large, humanoid skull on the front of it. This skull looked much like that of a human's, save for the fact that it had three eyes and a large, protruding jaw coming from it. Buford did his best to place it in his pocket and ignore it, but ever since he found it on Elmer Fillmore's person, he has been drawn to investigate it. Every part of his being just wanted to rub it and cherish it. And as he rode upon his horse, the heat beating down upon him, sweat dripping from his brow, he rubbed this coin. It was about the size of Buford's palm, which given the size of Buford was definitely not small. It gave off a heat and Buford couldn't tell if that was coming from the sun, his palm, a combination of both, or maybe something a little bit more sinister. Buford looked up and behind him and saw that the rope was still attached to the horse behind him. And Elmer Fillmore and Elmer Fillmore was still sitting atop that horse limply, his head hanging, 
his mustache drooping from sweat, and his hat nearly soaked through. They had been on the trail for nearly three hours now, and Buford wondered if the middle-aged man would even make it all the way to Kensington. So he stopped, woed his horse, pulled on the reins, and slung one leg off the side. He walked slowly over to the horse Elmer was atop and slowly lowered the man onto the dirt. He pulled a canteen from off of his belt and unscrewed the metallic cap, handed it to Elmer. His manacled hands had, a mu had enough room between the chains in order to grasp things and do most actions, but Buford was armed and not terribly intimidated by the prospect of this middle-aged miner who had refused most of his meals the night before doing anything. And Elmer sipped greedily at the water, trickles of it cascading down the sides of his mouth, further drooping his mustache. Elmer returned the canteen and stood up. He looked at Buford and gave him a terrible glance, one filled with malice. And Buford just sort of shrugged his large shoulders. This was not the first time that he was bringing a man towards his fate. And it was hard for Buford to fault Elmer for any of his for any of his anger, Buford didn't exactly expect a conversation. The rotund man sat down in the dirt and sipped on the canteen a few times himself. He looked up at the sun, wiped his brow, pulled out a handkerchief, and dabbed at it a few more times. he unbuttoned his large overshirt and removed it. Underneath there was a cotton shirt that was billowing and it was clearly already soaked with sweat. And Buford put the button up onto his horse in the satchel. He pulled out his pistol, opened up the cylinder and checked. All six chambers were filled with ammunition, so he closed it and returned it to its holster. Buford then pulled off his large hat, took out his canteen, and dumped some water on the handkerchief. He then placed the handkerchief on the top of his head and placed the hat back on top of it. He took a few more sips from the canteen and placed that back in the satchel as well. The sound of shifting sands and blowing winds were all that filled his ears. The glare of the sun caused him to squint as sweat stung his eyes. The cool water that was on top of his head 
was already starting to heat up quickly. And Buford heard the sound of chains rattling. And even though his fight or flight response felt like it wanted to kick in, Buford Nettle instead reached for the coin that he had gotten off of Elmer Fillmore. And there was an intense pressure around Buford Nettle's neck. And Buford continued to rub the coin for a second, maybe two, before he realized what was going on and dropped it to the ground, his hands reaching up towards the chain that was now wrapped into his bulbous neck. It was digging down into his throat, and he pulled and clawed and grabbed, but it was to no avail. He could not get his fingers underneath this chain as it was already dug in and created a valley in between the rolls of fat that created Buford Nettle's neck. Buford tried his best to get his hips under him and tried to keep his balance as he was pulled down backwards, the chains wrenching on his head and the rest of his body falling. There seemed to be a tremor as Buford's large form hit the ground. He heard the sound of air escaping in a large gasp from Elmer's body behind him and Buford took his chance to try and drive a few elbows into Elmer's torso, but the chain just tightened even more so, and Buford kicked and clawed at the sand, his boots desperately trying to gain some sort of tra traction against the dirt, but it just moved away, and he continued to helplessly claw and gasp, and blood began to cascade down the chains and into the hungry dirt at his side. Buford's entire vision began to tunnel as he dug his fingers further into this chain. His fingernails began to move away and, and break from their nail bed. Blood pouring from his fingers as he still began to claw, but Elmer just pulled tighter. If Buford could turn around, if he could see Elmer's face in this moment, he would see that there was this sickened grin plastered across it, eyes wide and maniacal, as Buford gasped and screamed, but no noises would come out, for his throat was already collapsed. It was only a matter of time, and a matter of pulling, and a matter of pressure, as Elmer still pulled and brought down, and the coin in the dirt began to glow a bright red. Swirling, the blood poured from Buford's body, creating this sort of miasmic haze as it began to evaporate into the magics of this coin, and the coin began to expand, creating this red glowing portal, entirely enveloping this black hole that seemed to be encasing fire. Buford's eyes went wider and wider as he saw that there was some sort of a hand reaching its way out of this portal. The powers draining Buford Nettle's form and he began to wither, his entire body slowly beginning to desiccate, all the while his mind completely conscious of everything that was going on. And a crab claw appeared out behind the humanoid one and more of this great 
black beast began to reach out of this portal. All the while, Elmer pulling, squeezing, and tearing, and causing more of Buford's blood to spill onto the ground. And Elmer, thinking only of his prize, only of this coin, drawing him, beckoning him, as Buford became a sacrifice. Thank you.